As we head into Thanksgiving, we look at the L.A. Kings season so far with former Kings player and analyst Daryl Evans on this episode of Locked On L.A. Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and we are also on YouTube as well. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years, and of course, a passionate LA Kings fan. For over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, the LA Kings have uh, had a very successful season so far as we head into the Thanksgiving break. They've played some very solid hockey, and here to talk about that and more is the former player of the LA Kings and the current analyst on both the Kings iHeart Audio Network and on Bally's Sports West. He is Daryl Evans. Hey, Daryl, how are you? I'm great, Eddie. How are you doing today? I'm good. Are, are you a Thanksgiving guy? Are you a big, uh, you like that holiday? I could do Thanksgiving every day. I, <laughs> I love turkey. I love stuffing. Uh, I love cranberry sauce. I like all the, everything that goes with it. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, me me too. My wife is is Christmas. That's her thing. So we kind of butt heads a little bit. I try to I try to tell her we can't start Christmas until at least the day after Thanksgiving. She's our but she's got she wants me to get the lights up already and I'm like just the next day just let me have my let me have my Thanksgiving. Um so I did want to mention right off the bat before we get into the Kings that um there's a new broadcast set up with you, Nick Nixon and, and Jim Fox and you and and Foxy kind of sharing those analyst duties. Um, if you don't mind me saying so, I think it's it's gone very well. Uh, it seems like you obviously you guys have chemistry because you've known each other for so long and worked together for so long. But uh, it seems like it's been a pretty smooth transition, and you and Jim kind of knowing when to when to talk and when not to talk. Uh, I think it's gone really well. How how has it gone? Do you think so far for you? Yeah, you know, I would agree, Eddie. I think, uh, you know, right from the get-go, uh, you know, there's going to be uh, challenges. Uh, each and every building that we go into is a little bit different. Uh, even at crypto, uh, you know, there's some days that, you know, I'm down between the benches and other days I'm down in the in, in one of the corners. So uh, different viewpoint, different vantage point. But I think with regards to the uh, the transition from, you know, Nick and Jim up top to getting it downstairs to me, uh, the elements that I can add, um, I would think it's, uh, and from the, you know, the, the reports that I hear from people that listen and watch our broadcast, uh, they, you know, they think it's uh, been seamless. So, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys, there's always room for improvement. So we'll continue to keep building that chemistry with each other. Uh, but I think the content that we can deliver is uh, that of a special nature, having somebody up top with that viewpoint from Jim and then what I'm able to bring or what I'm sometimes even able to hear down at the ice level that, you know, we didn't have the luxury of having up in the booth. So it's, it's kind of cool. Well, I know you can't share everything you hear, uh, <laughs> but is there any, has there been any amusing stories or any kind of anecdotes you could share from you being down there, either uh, down in, uh, behind the glass or in by the, by the bench areas you could share with us? No, you know, it's just like, you know, the, you know, the little bickering between players and things like that. And, you know, you get just guys trying to get underneath each other's skin. 
Uh, I think some of the real unique stuff has actually been in a couple of games that I was in Arizona where I'm directly behind the goal and mm. just watching the the player with the puck, the, the look in their eyes, what they're seeing, because I'm basically you know, about 10 feet behind the goalie, if that. And uh, I can kind of see what spot they're trying to pick or where they're trying to go. And, you know, you just try, you see the dip of the shoulder, like a little bit of a fake here and there. And that's kind of a cool, you know, uh, perspective to be able to watch it from. But but between the benches, you can hear like when a team gets frustrated, like last game when the Kings were against the Blues and they scored a couple of quick goals, you know, the frustration coming out of the Blues, you know, let's, you know, let's get our heads into it. You know, let's do this. Let's do that. Get the puck in deep, establish a forecheck. So it's uh, it really does give you a, you know, a hands on feel for, you know, what what's what that team's feeling on the bench. I know as a fan, I was behind one of the goals once and, you know, somebody fired off a slap shot and I didn't even see it. And I'm like, how are they, how can they stop this? I don't even see it, but uh, yeah, it's definitely great to get some different perspectives. So it's cool to have you down there at ice level. Uh, So let's talk about the King season so far. It's so far so good. I mean, 11, three and three, uh, third in the Pacific, but also third in the Western conference and fifth in the NHL with 25 points in the Pacific obviously has some very good teams so far with the Kings, Canucks, and, and Golden Knights. Um, what has maybe been the most impressive thing for you as far as what the Kings have done so far this season? Uh, Eddie, I would probably have to say it's the consistency that they've played with, uh, the depth that they have, and the depth scoring that they're getting. Uh, on any given night, it could be any one of the four lines that are contributing. Uh, you know, that that's not uh, taking any away from, you know, from the top guys or anything like that. But when you get contributions from – you know, as teams would call it, your fourth unit like Lazat, Lewis, and Grunstrom when that line was intact, uh, you know, they don't take their foot off the gas. And when we are on the road, you know, and the, the Kings road success speaks for themselves, you know, perfect eight, no on the road. But when you're on the road and the opposition gets the last, you know, line change and they pick the matchups, pick your poison. I mean, if there's not, there's not a, a line that's a slouch in that group. All four lines are capable of shutting you down and all four lines are capable of counterattacking and scoring against you. So I think it's the depth scoring that's been very impressive. Uh, the team commitment to defense. Uh, you look at the block shots, uh, the, everybody's getting in the shooting lanes. I, you know, Adrian Kempe a couple of games ago, you know, with a 2-1 game against uh, Florida, you know, last minute of a game, putting his body in the shooting lane. Uh, you know, we see Kopitar, who's done it, you know, throughout his career. But everybody's getting the shoe lanes, helping the goaltenders out. And it's just uh, the guys are having fun doing it. But this is a team that is really dialed in right now, um, you know, really disappointed at the way things ended last year. And they're trying to make a statement. And uh, to this point of the season, they've made that statement. They got everybody's attention. You know, the Kings were, I don't know if struggling is the right word, but not playing a, a, as well on home ice as they wanted to. But a couple of wins in a row. That seems to have been put on the back burner. But I did want to ask you, and you mentioned it, the road record, 8-0. Right now, it's the third longest win streak in NHL history to start a season. Uh, the record's 10. Uh, is there any explanation or anything you can put your finger on as to why the Kings have been so good away from home this year? Well, I, I just got to make one comment, you know, with regards to you talk about home. You know, they started against Colorado. Yeah. Colorado is an elite hockey club, you know, up top of their division. You look at next team that they played was – Carolina. Carolina had the second best record in the NHL last year. And then they played the Boston Bruins. They set a record for the most points in the NHL history. And then they had the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. So they haven't had any slouches at home. They've played against Florida, who was in the Stanley Cup final last year as well. So they've had a tough home, uh, home, uh, you know, part of the calendar so far. Uh, and I think they've, you know, they've, they've weathered the storm well. I think uh, what allows them to succeed on the road is simplifying their game. 
everybody has a tendency that we're not when they're on home ice they want to maybe put on a little bit of a show maybe one more pass uh but on the road they seem to be real dialed in and because of the line matchups the contributions from all four lines and uh an outstanding penalty kill this year uh, they've rattled off uh They've been perfect in their last seven games on a penalty kill. Uh, they've made it very difficult uh, to be beat on the road. Uh, they just simplify it. They play with a lot of patience on the road. I think at home you tend to maybe try to force it a little bit. So I think the patience have paid off on the road. And this has been, you got to remember, this has been a good road team. You go back to 2012 when they won the Cup, they were 10-1 and one on the road that year. So, uh, you know, they're they're comfortable playing on the road, and, that, and that's great to be able to be there. Um, and once they get their home you know, the home record starting to creep back in. It's at 500 now, but once they get it to, you know, a level above that and continue to climb on it, this is, this is a tough team regardless of where you're going to play them. Uh, more, one more team question involving the Kings. Uh, the penalty kill was a major area uh, to, to be addressed going into the season, and boy, have they addressed it. Uh, I believe it was 24th in the league last year out of 32 teams. They're second right now in the NHL in the penalty kill and just behind Boston for the top PK in the NHL. Uh, obviously, it's great to see what they're doing. I, I wanted to ask you, though, because the power play isn't quite as good as it was last year. If you had to pick, would you rather have an outstanding penalty kill or an outstanding power play? I think they have to both go, uh, you know, both go together. I don't think you can excel at one and then just kind of, you know, stink to join out on the other end of things. I mean, because if they're just going to erase each other, then you're in trouble. I mean, if you're going to score, you know, a goal a game on a power play, you're going to give up a goal a game on a penalty kill. That, you know, you kind of defeat the purpose. Uh, one of the reasons why the power play, you know, maybe in the penalty kill, when you look at the differences in the numbers, power play last year was ranked fourth, over 25 percent. Um, they had different personnel. Uh, they had a lot of right-handed shots. Gabe Velarde, Victor Arvidsson, and Sean Dursey were all, you know, big peak parts of the power play. They had two units that were kicking at a at a pretty consistent basis through the course of the year. So this year, there's been a little bit of a shift on the penalty kill. You bring in Dubois, out goes uh, out goes Dursey, out goes I uh, pardon me uh, Velarde, and out goes Victor Arvidsson with an injury. So now they've got more left shots on Quinton Byfield's in the power play now. So it's a different point of attack, a different approach where the passes are going for uh, going to and coming from. And there's still is still a you know a work in progress. I mean, you know they're 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 working they're working it every day in practice, and uh, it it shows some real good glimpses. Uh, and then the penalty kill, you know, it's uh, you know a great improvement in that area. And you know when you when you go forth in the NHL on the power play, you come back the next year, everybody's going to look at you and say, okay, this is what they did, this is what worked last year, this is how we have to defend. So. You know, they, everybody's doing their homework. So now the Kings, it's their responsibility now to take that next step where, you know, where, how creative can we be? Where, where's, a, where's, a, where's another avenue to, to be able to create some offense? They've done it on the penalty kill, uh, you know, and now it's just a matter of getting it done on the power play. But uh, I think equally both uh, have very important role because there's going to be nights that you don't get a lot of power plays and other nights you got to be forced to kill a couple of, you know, a couple more penalties and uh, you've got to be equally good on both sides. All right, we're going to get more into some of the individuals that are playing well for the Kings. We'll do that here next with Daryl Evans on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. But before that, I want to let you know, uh, how about Adrian Kempe scoring a hat-trick in the Kings winning the Stanley Cup? That sounds great, right? You know what else sounds great? 
You winning a hundred times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with the Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers a hundred times payouts. And although we love the NHL, you can also bet on the NFL as well. College football, you've also got the NBA going on now as well. It is a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action. Make the right picks and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availabilities. And you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than now. And as again, as much as we love betting on the NFL, you can bet on the NHL as well. You want to place a bet on the Kings to win their next game against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the over-under is at six and a half goals. You could bet if it's going to be over or under. Uh, just use the FanDuel app. It is very easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNHL to bet on the NHL and the NFL all season long. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And the LA Kings face the Ducks in Anaheim Friday, 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with SiriusXM on the SXM app, just search LA Kings and you will hear Daryl Evans on the call of that game uh, with Nick Nixon and Jim Fox. Uh, we continue with Daryl Evans and Daryl. Uh, there are so many players that we could talk about right now with the LA Kings that are playing well, which is a great thing. I wanted to start though with Quentin Byfield. Uh, it is so fun to see him kind of starting to figure it out. Uh, the pass he had to Andre Kopitar on the second goal in Arizona the other night was was amazing and the reaction from Andre Kopitar to that task was was amazing as well what have you seen from Q so far as to why it seems like it's starting to click with him right now well just the confidence uh, you know he exudes so much confidence right now and he's having fun um you know you go back to last year when he joined that line with Kopitar and and Kempe you know he probably thought it was Christmas that day you know anybody gets to play on a line with those two guys your leading goal scorer your leading point getter uh you're in a pretty special place. So I think he recognized that this is an opportunity. I don't care what position I'm playing, left wing, right wing. Uh, you know, I've got a chance to to do something special and to learn the game from a couple of the best on the, on, on the, on the Kings and in, within the league. And uh, I think he did that. He absorbed a lot. Uh, the chemistry that they built last year, uh, he, you know, he had to do the, he had to do a little bit of the legwork, you know, he worked the game in the trenches, you know, uh, you know, he had to, start winning those battles along the boards. You know, we saw him get knocked to his feet a lot easier last year than he is this year. You know, he's still just 21 years of age. He's probably going to put on another you know, 10, 15 pounds of muscle mass uh, and learn learn the league over the next couple of years. But uh, he's engaging in those battles. He's down low on his stick. He's tough to play against. And now when he gets the puck, through the encouragement of his linemates, Kopitar and Kempe, they see what he does in practice. They know what he's capable of doing. They've kind of, you know, prodded him, you know, do it in the game, you know, like, don't be afraid to do it. You know, like, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to bother us by, you know, making a great play like he did to Kopitar the other night. I, you know, I'll sit in the back door and tap those in all day. But uh, so he's getting the encouragement of those guys to go out there and bring the best out of his game. And I think the coaches too, uh, probably upper management as well, they're encouraging. Go, 
make mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. And uh, there have been very few mistakes this year, but everything seems to be you know, riding in the right direction with him. That line has got some great chemistry. And the whole, the whole line is, is coming together nicely, you know, with their individual statistics. But more importantly, like the team, the team uh, uh, re, you know, result at the end. You know, those guys spend most of the game in the offensive zone. They're all responsible in the defensive zone. And because of the legwork of Byfield and Kempe, uh, I think this can, you know, stretch Kopitar's career out. I mean, you go back to the early parts of the early years of his career, he had guys in his back. He was up along the boards all day, just carrying guys around in the offensive zone, in the defensive zone as well. Well, I'm not saying that he's not doing that anymore, but now he's got two guys in there all on the same page. They got that cycle going, and they're a menace to play against. I mean, they're all big guys. Uh, they all protect the puck well. And like I say, Byfield will get stronger. But, you know, Kempe, I think Kempe is an underrated superstar in the league right now. He plays a complete 200-foot game. And Byfield, like I say, he's a, he's a big sponge. He's just absorbing a lot from those two guys. And it's fun to watch him have, where he's taking his game. But he put in a lot of work this past summer, and he's getting the results of, of that work. Uh, it's a great example for young kids. And, uh, you know, I think you also have to take a look at you know, maybe the slow start for Byfield. You know, he, the junior you know the junior leagues, they got shut down during the pandemic and things like that. And I think that took away a little bit from his development. Uh, and give the Kings credit, uh, you know, management coaches for being patient with him. When you get a player with that type of skill set, you got to be patient. And I think we're just starting to see the tip of the iceberg right now. I think there's a lot more coming out of that well. I wanted to ask you about Trevor Moore as well. I've really enjoyed watching him play this season. Had a great game the last game against Arizona. I think some may have looked at him as more of kind of a role player, but I mean, he's showing a lot of skill Certainly he showed it uh, in that game with the steal and then the goal against Arizona. And he's tied for the team lead in, in goals right now with Andre Kopitar. I mean, he's more than just a role guy. He's kind of showing this year that he can be someone that can be relied on to score some big goals for you. Yeah, and unfortunately last year, you know, he got off to a decent start and then he got the injury there uh, just before Christmas. And I think that took away from him having the productive year that a lot of people would like to have seen. So I think they're, you know, everybody's saying, well, okay, inconsistency. Well, an injury doesn't mean inconsistency. Uh, I think he's coming back the way he's come back this year, being tied for the team lead in uh, goals is a good indication that it was no mistake what he did a couple of years ago when he was tied for the most shorthanded goals in the league with five and the effectiveness that he did the Noah and Arvidsson line had. So he's a good hockey player. It's his work ethic. And that's why the Kings rewarded him with that contract that they gave him because they believe that he could play. Uh, he's tenacious. He's all over the puck. Uh, you know, he's competitive out there. He, he wants the puck. He's a guy that can play in all situations as well. I mean, there's he gets pushed off the power play just because of the depth the Kings have. And, you know, like you say, he's tied with the Kings, you know, for leading in goals. So uh, he, he can't even find his way on the power play, you know, sometimes. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, a credit to the way he plays the game. But uh, he's, he's so effective. Uh, and uh, it's, it's just great to see him bounce back again this year after the injury last year. He's feeling good about his game. He's too has a lot of confidence and uh, he's got the trust of his teammates. Uh, you know, they believe he's capable of doing some special things. And we've seen that, uh, that goal that he scored the other day, the second one in Arizona that he picked out of the air, great hand eye coordination. But I think even the, the thing with the toughest part of it was that puck was on edge when he shot it and he was patiently waiting for that puck to kind of settle a little bit. I was right behind that net. And the spot, he threaded the needle putting in that spot. So, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that after practice, before practice, he's out there working with the skills guys and, and just honing his game wherever he can. So uh, happy for him. 
I did want to ask you about one of the defensemen, and this was a player I did not know much about, and that's Andreas England. And frankly, I didn't expect much from him. I thought Tobias Bjornfoot would likely beat him out for that uh, job on the left side. But to his credit, uh, he's come in and played extremely well. Um, I guess it's also kind of what you expect from a player and, and what they give you. But uh, he's been a big surprise for me. At, at, at he's, he's been so reliable. He brings that physical edge. At, did you know much about him? And, and what have you thought about him so far this year? Well, I think when you, you know, without knowing a lot about him, you know, he, obviously things that jump out at you, you know, he's, he's got good size. He, you know, he brings physicality, stand up for his teammates and things like that. But I think the, you know, thing that you're, question might be his his consistency well we've seen very little uh vary in his consistency uh each and every game he's in there he simplifies his game he plays well within his means uh he and jordan spence have been a pairing but uh you know they're not afraid to you know interchange all six guys on the blue line uh you know playing on either side you get into penalty situations and things like that and he's been able to just go out there and do what the kings need from him Whenever one of his teammates is in trouble, he's the first one there to stand up and, you know, to, you know, get involved, get his voice in there, get his fists in there. And the players, they really respect that, as do the coaches. But from the standpoint of playing the game within the game, his handling the puck, he understands who he is. Uh, you know, he looks in the mirror. He knows he's not, you know, the guy who's going to take the puck the length of the ice. He knows he shouldn't stick out in front of his own net. So he simplifies it, gets the puck to Jordan Spence when, you know, if that's his partner for the most time, as quickly as he can. And uh, let Jordan Spence utilize his legs and his hockey, you know, hockey sense to get the puck out. If not, if he sees a team under pressure, not afraid to chip it high off the glass, take a hit in order to do so. But he plays the game real simple. Uh, the simpler he plays the game, the more effective it is. And I know his teammates love him, again, for the way he, you know, the physicality he brings where he sticks up for his teammate. But I think he surprised a lot of people at how consistently well he plays. And again, just playing within his means, he eats up some valuable time. On the penalty kill, uses his length. He's got a long stick. And, you know, when you're on the ice with him, you're not as, you know, likely to uh, want to stand in front of the net because he's probably going to give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a shot. He's got a nasty edge to his game, but it's, it's not an edge where he's taking penalties or unnecessary penalties. He's not doing anything selfishly. Everything that he does is team first. And uh, it's been, it's been great to have him on this team. Uh, we're going to ask Daryl Evans about one more very important player and also about the Kings going forward. We'll do that here next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to and to make you feel grounded and to give you some tools to manage everything going on. I know my wife has had some therapy in her past. I know how much she has talked about how it's benefited her and uh, helped her cope with things, both big and small. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge as well. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNHL to get up to ten dollars, excuse me, ten percent off your first month. That is BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash locked on NHL. And the LA Kings face the Anaheim Ducks Friday, twelve thirty p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search 
LA Kings. Wrapping it up with Daryl Evans, former Kings player and analyst. And I didn't mention the goaltending, but I have to ask you. I know you didn't play goal, but uh, I was pretty confident Cam Talbot could come in for the Kings this season and do a good job. I don't know that I saw him actually being this good, to be totally honest with you. If you look at the stats in the NHL, save percentage and goals against average, of the of the goaltenders that are li- clear number ones, you know, not the platoon situation, not a backup goalie, Cam Talbot's leading the league in state percentage and goals against average. Um, what do you think has been the biggest factor so far for Cam Talbot playing so well? Uh, just a little pointer there for you, Eddie. I started out as a goalie. I, I was a goalie. I didn't know that. Because <laughs> I couldn't stand up. I couldn't skate, so I got put in that. But uh, <laughs> that was a goalie my first year. But, you know, Cam Talbot, uh, I think he comes in uh, as advertised. Uh, you know, he's the numbers probably exceed what they expected. But this Kings team for a number of years uh, under this coaching staff, under previous coaching staff, as, as staffs have always been defense first. They've always been a structured hockey club. They create an environment for a goaltender to thrive in. Jonathan Quick, he thrived in it for a lot of years. I mean, he was a spectacular goaltender, future Hall of Fame goaltender. But the system, he got really, really used to playing within that system, the, the team. And, uh, you know, the team had a lot of trust in their goaltender. Uh, last year, we saw Phoenix Copley in the month of December, you know, just kind of put his name on the map in, you know, in, in, in uh, the Kings net. And they had a great month. And probably one of the reasons why they made the postseason last year was his play in uh, December. And this year, you know, with, with uh, Cam Talbot coming in, you know, he picked this team. There was a number of teams that he could have gone to. He picked this team. Uh, we've talked to him about a number of times. He liked the way they played. He liked their attention to detail, the defensive structure that they play with, familiar with Todd McClellan, obviously. But um, he, you know, he right now, he's just taking advantage of a great situation. He sees the puck. Uh, he's limiting his movement. And when a goaltender can do that at this level, you're, you're going to have success. Uh, he's made... The routine saves hasn't given up a lot of soft goals, and it's the timing of some of his saves. Even in games like the other day against St. Louis, when it was five nothing in the third period, there were points in that game that he comes up with a big save. Uh, you know, the game in Vegas uh, when when they were against the Golden Knights last week, Kings just went up and banged the next shift. The Golden Knights came back, had a great A chance, and he turns that aside. So it's not necessarily a lot of volume that he's seeing. He's not giving up a lot of rebounds, but he is, uh, he's having a lot of fun playing for the Kings, getting himself out to the edge of the blue paint, keeping himself big and tall, uh, controlling his rebounds. It's just uh, he's playing some sound goaltending right now, and because of that, the Kings are thriving with, with the record. Obviously, the Kings are in a good spot at this point of the season. Um, is there something maybe looking beyond uh, where we are now as the season progresses? Is there any one area for the Kings you think that they – need to focus on or improve upon going forward? It's obviously been a very good season so far, but there's always things you can improve on. You can always improve, and they can improve in, in, in every element of the game right now. Uh, you know, we've seen games, uh, you know, and almost complete games where the Kings have gone out and dominated. They went into Toronto uh, at Maple uh, – pardon me, I don't say Maple Leaf Gardens, but in Toronto they went through a two-and-a-half-minute period late in the second period that they had the puck in the stick, and – hometown fans were blowing, booing the Leafs. I mean, like the Leafs looked like the Globetrotters out there. I mean, that's how dominant that they were, um, you know, against Florida, which was a heavy playoff style type of game in Vegas last week. 
know, going into their into that building and playing the way that they did. So uh, consistency, and they've been very consistent to this point, uh, consistency and goal, getting Phoenix Copley at the level where, you know, they can feel comfortable with him. Uh, and they did that last game in, in Arizona. He played a real solid game and a big factor in the Kings win. So getting both goaltenders. Uh, and like every team, uh, you know, you you're not going to, ex- you know, you're not going to be able to excel if you don't stay healthy. Uh, I think the the uh, training staff, um, you know, both in the equipment side of things and the medical side of things, uh, the development, the, you know, the doctors that they have with regards to rest and everything, the diet, the nutritionist, everything. Everybody's got a, a, a little part to play. And uh, that'll be a big key, keeping keeping the team healthy. But. Um, there's not there's not too many flaws in this hockey club. You know, they've they've showed that they've got a lot of firepower. Adrian Kempe hasn't even got a power play goal yet this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you look at Kevin Fiala's, you know, the last couple of games, he's had a couple of goals. He's only got four on the season. So when those two guys start putting the puck in the net with some consistency, uh, you know, there's uh they're gonna be that much more difficult. Look, you look at how many goals that they're scoring, second in the NHL and goals scored, five on five their play. Uh, you know, power play needs a you know a, again a little bit of a boost, but that's 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 in the works right now. So uh, just keep uh, each and every day want to want to be better, and uh, I think the Kings are very focused on the end of the year again because of the disappointment that they had last year, getting beat by Edmonton for the second straight year. That's that's the goal. Is the goal is to win playoff games, and uh, nothing else will be acceptable, regardless even if they rattle off 150 points this year. It's all going to be what they do in in April and May and hopefully in June next year. Well, it's been fun so far. There's still a lot of season left to go, but like I said, it's been enjoyable to this point. Hopefully the Kings can keep it going and hopefully we can check in with you again, Daryl, as the season goes along and, uh, and talk LA Kings. Always a pleasure. Always appreciate your time and uh, wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. All right. Appreciate your time as well, Eddie, and uh, keep up the great work on the show and enjoy your Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble till you wobble, wobble. And we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) All right, Daryl. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That is the great Daryl Evans, and we always appreciate his time. And uh, as we, we will have a show on Thanksgiving, by the way, so that will be our Thanksgiving treat for you guys. Uh, but uh, for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, we are going to talk on tomorrow's show uh, a little bit more about what it means for a team to be in a playoff spot on Thanksgiving. There's some statistics about that. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive on Cam Talbot, maybe look at a precedent for goaltenders. Uh, at his age, to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, And then coming up, of course, on Friday, we're going to preview the Kings-Ducks game and also have another Kings fan feedback show. Uh, The email address, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com if you want to get be a part of that, E-D-D-I-E. And also you can post your comments on the YouTube episodes as well. And stay interactive with the show, following us on X, Twitter, Instagram. We are at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for watching. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.